What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the show. I hope you're doing incredible today, and I appreciate you for tuning into today's episode. Today, we're going to be diving into some of the reasons why you gain the weight back after losing it. And if this isn't you, I guarantee you that you will probably be able to take some key points away from today. So if your goal is body recomposition or or gaining muscle or or just living a healthier life and, and weight loss isn't your primary focus all the time, like that's 100% okay. Chances are, I bet you know somebody that is kind of in that cycle right now or has experienced that kind of yo-yo dieting, weight loss, weight loss, weight regain cycle for months or years at a time. But today I just kind of wanted to share some, some of my experiences that I've had with clients, some observations that I've had and give you my two cents on why people have such a hard time keeping weight off after they lose it. Because it's, it's very multifactorial and obviously everybody is different. And these today are not necessarily something that are 100% in the literature that you can go find and read a paper on, <laughs> uh, but it's more of observational kind of, you know, things that I've been able to see, things that I've been able to talk with, you know, my peers, my clients about, and just information that I want to relay to you and things that I hope that you take away that you can be more educated on and to just approach things a little bit differently in your own health and fitness pursuits here in the near future. And I know you've probably heard of that stat. I, I know everybody's kind of heard of it, but the idea that 95% of people who lose weight regain the weight back, right? And only 5% of the people who go on a diet and who lose weight are successful with keeping that weight off long-term. There, There's that statistic. And I think it's Honestly, I think it's from a study that came out in like the 1950s. So I, it's a little bit outdated and I'm not going to really dive too deep into that. But a lot of times we hear people bringing up this quote and it's like this idea deterring people away from trying to lose weight, right? And, and focusing on the greater number, which is people not having success with their weight loss. And instead of trying or changing their approach, it's just maybe not even trying altogether, giving them themselves the excuse not to try in the first place. And I know this isn't the case for everybody, right? Because a lot of people kind of go into their own nutrition and fitness journey with the goal of losing weight in the beginning. And there is a lot of people at some point that do have a weight loss or cutting phase, right? Whether maybe you're a little bit leaner and you're trying to build muscle and you want to kind of shed some of that fat off to show off that muscle that you've been working so hard for at the end of your gaining phase, like that's a a reason why we're talking about this today, but also just the idea that, man, it's like what two out of three people in our country right now are obese or overweight, right? And heart disease and diabetes and kidney disease, like all these, you know, comorbidities and mortality, like so much is, so much is increased in the last decade, let alone the last two, three decades that we just live in a very unhealthy society and, and unhealthy world in general too. Right. And that's why we see the diet industry and this diet culture kind of stigma so prevalent today is because people are trying to lose weight, you know, and, and it's the only way that people know how to lose weight sometimes is trying diets and shakes and hormone replacement therapy and, and meal replacement stuff. Like that's, that's what we see in the media. That's what we see on magazines. What, it's what we hear from family and friends. And it's what people try because it's the only thing that they know. And this episode is about dieting or fad dieting. I actually did an episode on that. I think my last episode, but it's more about the reasons why keeping the weight off is hard and why people struggle with that so damn much. 
Okay. And if this is you and if you've lost weight before and you've regained it and you've done that for 10 years, like just know that you're not alone. And there's a lot of people going through that as well. So again, today, you know, the, the examples and the things that I talk about, they aren't necessarily in a specific order of importance, but I, I think they're all equally as important. And I think all of them, you know, somebody could relate to one or more of them on some level. Okay. So reason kind of number one, why I think so many people kind of regain the weight back after losing is because we tend to just focus so much on the scale and they ignore their quality of life when doing so. And I'd be willing to bet, and I've said this before, that your best life isn't at your leanest or your skinniest body or at your lowest body fat percentage. And oftentimes, people, we just we just tend to sacrifice our quality of life, our mental health, our sanity for a lower number on the scale and vice versa too, right? Like if we're not pursuing weight loss, if we're not taking care of our health, we're just saying fuck it and just doing whatever we want. And a lot of times it's just one or the other, you know, but we, we need to find a common ground between the two and we need to stop forgetting that we have a life that we have to live far after beyond it. We hit our body goal, our weight loss goal, our body fat percentage goal, or our muscle mass goal. Like just because we're focusing on one piece of this equation right now, we're hyper-focusing on one goal that we're working towards and we're aligning and, and doing all these things to get to that goal, that doesn't mean that that's going to be what we focus on forever. And a lot of times we just forget and we ignore the fact that we have a life to live well beyond whatever goal we're trying to work towards and that in the process of getting to the goal or getting to kind of the the place that we want to be with our body composition and with our appearance and with our you know our mental health and our relationship with food like a lot of times we just we ignore the fact that we're going to be doing this shit forever and we're not just doing it for eight weeks at a time so people again we just get so hyper focused on on the scale and, and is it moving and are we trending in the right direction and we we tend to sacrifice our happiness and, and a lot of the things that we look forward to throughout the day and the social aspect of our life and our sanity and we cut calories super extremely in order to just see that scale come down. Okay. And in reality, a lot of us would be better off using the scale for what it's worth, which is a tool and using that as just a little bit of feedback to adjust calories, but also changing our, our mindset, changing our diet, changing the different things that we're doing with our diet and potentially adding more things, looking at what we're missing, what we could do to make our lifestyle, our environment, our routine and our nutrition and our exercise better now, instead of just going to the extreme and, and cutting off and restricting everything in order to see that scale come down. So a lot of times, again, we just, we just focus so much on the scale and, and we essentially sacrifice our quality of life temporarily to see that number. And once we get there, it's like, well, fuck that. I'm not going to keep doing what I've been doing because I've been miserable. So you revert back to what you're doing beforehand and people can, can tend to regain the weight quickly after that. This kind of brings us into my second point, which is having this all or nothing mentality when it comes to your nutrition and your fitness and your body goals. And honestly, these are the people that, in my opinion, need to spend more time to kind of steady the ship before attempting, attempting this weight loss effort again, right? Somebody who's always on the next diet or the next, you know, quick fix or the next detox, whatever it is, and they're always trying to lose weight fast for an event or for a time of the year. And it's either they're all in or they're all out with their nutrition at, at any given time. 
And I say steadying the ship before attempting weight loss, because a lot of times these are the people that don't have that middle ground, right? It's, it's zero to a hundred and there's nothing in between. And, you know, maybe that 50% instead of being a hundred percent or 75%, that could be spending time, like learning about nutrition, calculating your maintenance calorie ranges, like spending time there for a month or two months or three months, instead of just being all in and all in on your weight loss phase or all out, not knowing what the hell you're doing at all. And I think we all know those people and you might be this person as well. Who's, who's always trying to lose weight fast. And the only reason they lose weight is for a trip or an event or a wedding or a get together, or again, maybe the time of the year and and they're going to the beach more like punting their health and nutrition and fitness during different times of the year in preparation to just go all out and be super extreme and have that all or nothing mentality for five or 10 weeks at a time before a certain event, man, it's just, it's just killing people's mental health and their confidence when it comes to losing weight, but also keeping that weight off long-term. Because obviously what they're doing, it's so extreme and, and so irrational sometimes that it's unsustainable to keep, obviously, that's progress long-term. And the results that they got based off of doing that led to a certain result that is unattainable. And when they lose that after, you know, maybe that week or two weeks or a month after being all in and they're all off their diet and they're just, you know, living their life, it could be super frustrating when people are just always starting from square one again thing probably isn't weight loss at this point, but you probably need to work on repairing your relationship with food and spending some time building some solid nutrition and and foundational habits before you go into your next battle with the scale, right? If if you're going into a weight loss phase thinking that, hey, I'm going into battle with the scale every single morning and my emotions are going to be dictated on what I see and my nutrition choices and selection and exercise is going to be based on what I see every morning on the scale, and sometimes we just need to take a step back and look at the bigger picture and, and spend time in a different space that's a little bit more focused on eating enough, fueling, and learning solid kind of habits and principles that you can fall back on instead of just going to the extreme with everything. This kind of brings me to my next point, which is a lot of people, when they attempt weight loss, is that the mess that the methods that they're using, they aren't even remotely close to something that's realistic for, for them or for you at maintenance long-term, right? Like I'm not necessarily saying that your calorie deficit should be a hundred percent sustainable long-term, but if you don't have good nutrition kind of foundations to fall back on before you start that dieting phase, it's probably not a good idea to be super aggressive with your weight loss approach from the very beginning. Okay, kind of goes back to the point we just talked about, you know, having that all or nothing mentality and going to the extreme. The idea that we just need to be all in all the time for a period of time. And then once we end that five week to 10 week to 12 week mark, we can just kind of go back to doing whatever we want. Man, that aggressive weight loss, weight loss approach is probably, probably the thing that's holding you back. And that's probably the thing that is getting you to a temporary result, but is helping you not helping you, but making you rebound to a weight that you started at and sometimes getting to a heavier weight than when you started at from the beginning. So I think one thing that we tend to forget as well is we don't acknowledge, people don't necessarily acknowledge that there's a diet after the diet 
phase to this equation. And being in a calorie deficit, again, is one thing. But transitioning to a kind of a maintenance calorie range and, and maintaining your progress after you lose the weight, it's just as important. And we really need to stop viewing the dieting phase as the only part of the solution. And spending time at maintenance, again, and steadying the ship for all my people who, again, are all in or all out. And, and finding this neutral space where, hey, maybe you're not always actively trying to lose weight. Or maybe you're not just saying effort and just saying yes to literally everything that comes your way and treating every event like a special occasion spending some time in maintenance and learning what 2000 calories looks like on the weekend when you're eating away from home and what 2000 calories looks like when you prepare breakfast lunch and dinner at home and having snacks throughout the day sometimes steadying that ship before you go into that weight loss phase is the best thing that you can do because that is likely the place that you are going to come back to once that diet phase is over and working with, uh, you know, a coach or coming up with a plan on how to kind of transition back to your maintenance calorie range long-term, right? Like after you've lost the weight, after you've adjusted for the body weight that you've lost being in a new body and getting to a place where you're not saying, you know, all or nothing and you're in a place where you're neutral and you're eating enough and you're not in restriction and you're eating in abundance and you're not afraid to eat. Like that is the piece that so many people are missing. And we get so obsessed with weight loss and, and we turn to all these different diets and weight loss approaches and things to help get us there, which is, I'm not going to say it's great, but it's, it's a tool that a lot of people use, but people don't even think you know, about what it's going to take to maintain that success long-term. And honestly, what we need to do after we exit that weight loss phase or after we lose the weight, that's going to be the sweet spot of how we reestablish our calories and how we stay at a weight that we feel proud at and that we feel good in and that we can maintain long-term. And honestly, like this is when you see a lot of people kind of afraid to eat more and, and afraid to reverse their calories back up when they're, you know, at the tail end of their deficit because they're afraid to gain the weight back, which I totally understand, right? But that's why we need to have a better understanding on what your body needs and what you need to do to get back there after you've ended that dieting phase. Because let's face it, like living out of scarcity, being afraid to eat, like that's just not our best life. But that is a lot of times where people get caught up in, right? And we're talking about reasons why people regain the weight back. Like a lot of people, some of the people who don't regain the weight back are just afraid to eat and they just recut or cut their calories forever and they eat 1,000, 1,200 calories long-term. And they kind of have the opposite kind of problem of a lot of the, the people that do go and try the different diets and things out there. But both of those populations would benefit from having a basic understanding of calories in, calories out, how your metabolism works, what it takes to maintain your weight, what that calorie range looks like, how to, I guess, maintain a lot of the eating patterns and things that got you to that weight loss, but continuing to implement them and finding a routine that works for you so that you can keep that weight, weight off long-term as well. So it's it's a double-edged sword because people can kind of get down to a weight and they feel good about it, but they're afraid to eat or 
people get down to the weight and they see that number and then they start to celebrate because they got there. And then before you know it, three months later, they're back at square one or sometimes at a worse starting point than what they started at um, before they tried to, to attempt that weight loss. And a lot of times, honestly, people, we just don't, we don't even account for, we don't even know what it costs to get to our goal sometimes as well. Losing weight, as we know, will require you to make some sort of sacrifice and some changes in, in your lifestyle and your behavior and your habits and your routines and on some levels, a change in identity as well, right? Like you have to live the life of a person who maintains their weight loss. Like you can't just emulate those actions of somebody who's lost weight and do that temporarily and, and just expect to this, maintain this weight loss forever, now, again, I'm not saying that you're trapped in a life of just tracking food and counting calories and protein and, and steps forever, right? But you just can't go back to what you're doing before and expect your weight to stay the same long-term. And understanding the trade-offs and kind of the effort that it requires to get to your goal is, oh man, it could be an, a podcast episode all, all on its own. But a lot of times we have this perception of what it takes to be healthier or we look at our lifestyle and we look at our diet and we look at our environment and we look at our exercise or our lack of exercise and movement and we think, hey, if I need to add X, Y, and Z this week, that's what's going to help me lose weight. And for a lot of people and a lot of times that exactly is going to be something that gets people from mediocre to good. Maybe people are eating out three, four times a week or they're going out to lunch every day right? And they're not really understanding what they're doing on Saturdays and Sundays. And maybe that's the person who's like, okay, I need to eat a little bit more vegetables. I'm going to have more plants throughout the day. I'm going to prepare a little bit more meals at home throughout the week. I'm going to maybe prioritize eating a protein source with my lunch and dinner, right? I'm going to exercise, go to the gym two or three times a week. Those are the things hundred percent that are going to help people lose weight in the beginning, right? Ex excluding like rigidity and the structure of a, of a diet program that a lot of people can kind of fall into. But those are a lot of the trade-offs that people in the beginning are willing to make because they know that that's going to help get them some results in the beginning. But in order to go from good to great, like a lot of times that takes going, you know, from <laughs> what you're doing now and doing even less of the things that maybe you enjoy doing, right? And it goes back to this idea of like, is the juice worth the squeeze? And you have to ask yourself that before you try and get to a, a, a body weight or a body fat percentage or a look that you're trying to achieve because, man, a lot of people that we're looking up to in, in the, the images and the magazines and on social media, like the people that we want to look like, like <laughs> a lot of times, like people would hate the life that those people live, Right. And if we knew exactly what that influencer was doing on a day-to-day -day basis, like the person that wants to look like that, I'd guess more often than not would absolutely hate to do what that person does. Training multiple times, well, multiple times, sometimes a couple times a day, being really dialed in with their nutrition, doing that shit for 10 years, 15 years. Right. A lot of times we realize like, hey, the things that we want, if I just do X, Y, and Z, if I lose weight, if I get to a body, you know a body weight on the scale, I'm going to be able to look like that. But in reality, it's going from eating out two, three times a week to eating most, if not all your meals at home throughout the week. It's spending time on the weekends, meal prepping and planning your menu for the week and, and shopping and executing on that and actually following through and eating that plan for the week. 
It's knowing your calorie ranges and what your current goals are and, and what your macronutrients are and, and how many grams of protein you're eating. And it's how much water you're drinking and it's how much movement that you're getting in and what kind of training are you doing? You know, are you just working out just to feel the calorie burn and to burn as many calories as possible? Or are you training with intention and, and looking at things that are going to actually get you to where you want to be, whether you know that or not? Are you changing your environment, right? Because a lot of times, you know, the things that we're exposed to, the people that we surround ourselves with, like what's in our house influences our nutrition decisions as well, right? What is our lifestyle like? Do you have a morning routine? Do you have a night routine? Are you doing any personal development? Are you taking care of your mental health? Like there's so many things that go beyond what goes into your body that influences the number that you see on the scale and how healthy you are and how you feel. So this idea that, hey, I'm just going to follow this super structured diet plan. I'm going to get to this weight and this image that I, I really enjoy and I'm going to be able to keep that forever. Like that's just the biggest misconception that a lot of people have because they want that to be the answer. When in reality, like we have to point our, our finger to ourselves sometimes too. We have to acknowledge like what's working for us now. What's not working for us. Like, what are we doing just based solely off of comfort and not pushing ourselves outside of our comfort zone? And is that the limiting factor of to why I'm not keeping my weight loss? Are we doing kind of this weight loss effort? Are we trying to change our body for somebody else or for society's expectations of ourselves? Because if you're doing that, and honestly, if you have that honest conversation with yourself, and I think you need to do that, is whatever weight you get to, whatever body fat percentage you get to like that will never be good enough if you're doing it for somebody else so it's always got to be out of you doing it for yourself and, and not not doing it for somebody else okay went off on a little tangent there but again we just got to know we got to know what what it takes to get to our goal because sometimes a people don't even take into consideration like the trade-offs and the, the sacrifices need to happen in order to get to a body weight in order to get to a look or an image or an internal health right like we just think that if we do x y and z or if i just actively think about trying to be healthier that that's automatically going to get us there or two you know people understand that trade-offs and sacrifices are going to be made but they underestimate kind of the caliber of what those trade-offs and sacrifices are, right? And sometimes, you know, changing your expectation and realizing like, hey, what's the capacity? What what can I put into this effort-wise? And what's realistically the timeline and the goals that I could achieve by putting in this certain amount of effort? But having that conversation, and again, sometimes that's following accounts, you know, on social media that are beneficial or working with a coach or working with a professional and, and having somebody that can give you the roadmap that you need and to kind of essentially list out the pros and the cons of each and, and the changes that you're going to need to make in your life to, to help get you there. Like sometimes that's what it takes to, to be able to wrap your head around, like what it takes to get to the, the weight loss goal or the body goal that you're looking for and what it takes to, to maintain that long-term as well. Which honestly, this topic kind of brings me to my last point of the day, which is this idea that people just try and lose weight alone. And to be honest, like losing weight, it, it's not super hard. And for sure, it, it definitely can be frustrating and, and difficult for some people in different situations and in different contexts and people with different medical conditions and dieting history and 
in genetics, right? Like there is a lot of layers that go into it, but the concept of losing weight and getting into a calorie deficit for a, a period of time, like that's, that's honestly something that a lot of people have success with. And I say success lightly because we have to, again, define like what success actually means. Is it just getting down? Is it losing 10 pounds? Is that what success looks like? Or is it keeping that 10 pounds off for two years? Like, is that success? And I'd argue that the second part of that is, is more of an accurate indication of like whether or not you were successful with something, but losing weight isn't always the hard part. It's keeping that weight off. Like that's the hardest part. And weight loss success rates, honestly, they'd probably be less awful if we all looked at losing weight or changing our body, you know, as something that we should be doing with a qualified professional. Not just from some random, you know, diet that we found online or, you know, a macro calculator online or a meal replacement program that we heard from a friend. Like, hell yes, people can do it on their own. And some people will find success with that. But going back to that statistic that we talked about, like 95% of the people like are unsuccessful when they lose weight long-term, they regain the weight back and only 5% of people are able to keep that off. Like, man, I guarantee you those numbers and just the success rate that people had today in general, they'd be a lot better if people weren't as afraid to hire help or to ask for help and to kind of have some of that humility to ask, you know, or assistance, right? And kind of putting their ego to the side because it is, it's intimidating. And, and as humans, like we want to think that we could do everything on our own, but we don't have to do that. And I do know that, I, I know that not everybody has the resources and, you know, the the ability to hire a coach and to put all this money and invest into their health. Like I, I 100% get that, right? But it, it, honestly, if you're listening to this podcast and, you know, you're listening to this on an app that you pay $12 a month for on your phone that you paid $1,200 for and you're driving in a car that you're paying $500 a month for. Like I, I really challenge you to just audit what you're actually spending your money on. And if you're somebody who's like, oh, I can't afford it. It's scary to invest. And I'm not saying this is a plug to invest in me or anybody in particular, but like coaching could be such a life-changing tool and having an extra accountability source and Having somebody on your team that's done it before that can help you get to where you want to be 50 years quicker than you trying to do it on your own, like, fuck, that's worth the investment every time of the week, right? So seriously, get honest with yourself. I know there's that population that, hey, finances are a real thing. Student loan debt is a real thing. Gas prices right now are through the fucking roof, right? Like there's so many things that are always going to convince us to not want to make that investment because it's scary letting that money go or giving it to somebody or something else or a professional that can help you get to where you want to be. But when you think about investing, like your investments should always give you a better return on your investment than what you put into it. Investing in your health, like that's, that's the only thing that we have in life. And if you constantly go through and try all these things and you're experimenting, you're on or off and you have the all or nothing mentality and and you're super extreme with your dieting schedule and, and you have a hard time like reaching your goals and keeping those those results long term, it might be worth just exploring different options out there and trying something new. You know, because a lot of people we just go insane because we keep trying different things that are essentially the same thing and we just do them over and over again. We go crazy because we just see we just don't see we don't see any progress by following that, right? So 
people at the end of the day, what I'm trying to drive at is like, we just, we just do so much better when we have an accountability source and we have a roadmap to follow along to, and we can learn along that process and we can ask questions and we can really understand the why behind what you're doing and, and, and what's specific and tailored to your body and what your needs are and, and what are your goals and what are you doing that is going to help you get there, but is going to help you maintain that success long-term at the end of the day too. Cause that's what this is all about is being able to lose the weight if your goal is losing weight and to be able to stay there long-term and not just bouncing, you know, up and down 20 to 30 pounds your whole life every year for 20 years, which is, it sucks to say, but it's just what a lot of people struggle with. Okay. So a lot of those are just some of the reasons why I see people having such a difficult time, you know, losing the weight, but keeping it off at the same time, losing the weight again is one thing. And there's a lot of diets, there's a lot of things that work. But keeping that weight off and, and being in a body that you enjoy and, and understanding that, you know, you're doing all the things that's required to keep that weight off and to keep you happy and to balance kind of your mental health and your sanity at the same time and not just going to the one extreme to the other. Like that's that's the area that I want everybody to to shoot for, not necessarily the the end goal of hitting a certain weight or body fat percentage like that. That's cool. That can be part of the process. But what are you doing to get there and what are you going to do that? you're going to be able to replicate once you do get to your goal so that you can continue and push forward to reach new goals, or you can just kind of hang out and, and maintain what you've been able to accomplish pretty damn easily. So kind of just reflecting back, like when I was writing the notes for this episode, I, I kind of imagined that a lot of people would be thinking like, you know, listening to this podcast, thinking I'd be talking about things like, metabolic adaptation and you know your body going into survival mode and increased cortisol levels and and all these physiological processes that can you know can kind of happen when you cut calories for a period of time that make it impossible for you to keep that weight off long term right and honestly there are some physiological adaptations that happen when you do lose weight 100 percent, and that's not necessarily what we talked about today but that's not it's just not why people regain the weight back it's not why people have a hard time losing weight in the first place, but it just has a lot more to do with the people and the mindset that they approach that weight loss phase with, which honestly, I think is, is a really positive thing if we think about it, right? Because we need to understand that we have more control over this whole process than we think we do. And it's not always our bodies is trying to work against us. And I, I 100% agree that, you know, taking care of yourself as you get older is fucking hard. I, 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 I agree with that completely. I've, I've personally experienced that. And I know a lot of people that I've worked with that have experienced that. Because if you think about it, like once we graduate from school or high school or college or from your master's program, if you're lucky to be able to kind of continue your education like that, or, or maybe you start your career at, a, you know, in your early 20s or mid 20s, like we start to have more responsibilities. You know, we have a busier work schedule and we start to work more throughout the week and that can contribute to less time spent, you know, moving and, and exercising throughout the week. And we also start to have more family and relationship responsibilities and we have more stress and we don't get enough sleep and don't get me started on, on all my people who have kids out there because that's a whole nother layer and, and a whole kind of life change that happens after that, right? Or or maybe you don't have kids or maybe you do and, and you're, you're traveling more and you're socializing more. And obviously as we get older, like people drink more and they socially drink and they eat more food. So 
I just want you to remember it's just it's not because your metabolism is broken, nor is it broken now because you've been trying to lose weight on and off for years. You have a lot more that you can control than you think you do. Okay, so I'll end it there. Um, thank you for listening to me rant today. Um, I appreciate you listening to this episode. And until next time, always remember to eat with a purpose, train with intention, and think with confidence as you work towards your own nutrition and fitness goals. Again, I appreciate you listening in today, and I'll see you on the next, next episode. Peace. Thank you again for listening to this episode. If you found value and enjoyed it, it would mean the world to me if you posted a screenshot to your social media. If you do, make sure you tag me so I can say thanks. Or if you're on iTunes, scrolling down and leaving a five-star review would be much appreciated. And if you ever want to get in touch with me, you can always find me on Instagram at LukeSmithRD. Thanks again for tuning in, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. I'll see you on the next episode.